0: Love talk radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza kick radio. Yakuza kick radio. Yakuza kick radio. Yakuza kick radio. Yo- Yakuza kick radio. Yakuza kick radio. kick radio. This is the bulldozer Matt Shremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet, every Thursday, nine p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Get the Kick Radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts I ain't scared of you motherfuckers Yakuza Kick Radio The best in internet wrestling radio Period, bar none Just like Adam Cole Everybody's a cunt but me in the world I don't know what it is But you go to the back And you tell your boss That there's a new Yakuza in town And it's Yakuza Kick Radio And we're taking over Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and has become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas! Speak bananas! Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga a real that cowboy guy. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black D. Bullshit, man. <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you! And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction, hosted by J Cat Morris, you are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza Kick Radio, Kick Radio. Oh, shit. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J.Cat Morris. It is uh February 18th, 2019. It is a Monday. I am doing a lot of shows these days. I am. I, um, yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, I've been uh, compelled to do some. I did the show last Monday with uh, the great Deathmatch Russell and then uh, did another one later in the week to cover a bunch of topics because I want to make sure I knocked it out before the GCW show, knowing I was going to watch it and have that to review um, I had also um, planned to have Schlack back on the show this this coming week, so I said, "Fuck, man, I don't want to do like big bulky shows anymore. I'm trying to just like you know uh, put out more content, but do it in more uh, I don't know. I guess uh, smaller." smaller doses um i mean it's been a while since i was doing like those three hour shows but sometimes i would do like a guest and then i'd go like another hour or something like that so i'm trying to do a little bit less of that um so yeah tonight i'm gonna do this thing here uh talk about the they said it couldn't be done show and then uh tomorrow night i'm gonna have Schlack back on first time in almost two years and I'm um, very excited to talk about that dude, to to that dude. Um, he's one of the most exciting guys in wrestling as far as I'm concerned. Um, one of the very few people that jump off the page to me. Um, <clears throat> you know, I consider myself to be not, not as much of a wrestling fan. I'm very, very far away from what I used to be as far as a wrestling fan goes. Um, there are some things that jump out at me and get my attention. Schlack has been consistently one of those guys since he hit the scene. His promo ability his larger than life presence. His, uh, believability overall. Uh, he's just one of those guys that, um, that I like a lot, you know, in the, uh, in the world of wrestling. So excited to talk to him tomorrow. Um, so let's just get into, you know, right off the bat, let's just talk about the name. They said it couldn't be done. All right. Um, they said it couldn't be done was obviously a CZW um, title. Um, And it was done initially because they were pretty much at war with the state athletic commission and all the governing bodies in New Jersey. There was a point where they were putting out, you know, shirts that said fuck Whitman on it because Christie Whitman was the, uh, the governor at the time. Um, You know, I mean, just, they were really at war with it So at some point, you know, they had been doing light tubes inside for a while over there at Champs um, So at some point they were told You can't do light tubes in, indoors and this and this and this uh, So they decided, yeah, we, we want to do this 200 light tube match And uh, they, they said it couldn't be done So we'll do it outside <laughs> Like they were, they were pulling loopholes on the fucking state of New Jersey And going around things So that was, that was who said it couldn't be done as far as this thing goes, see, you know, a lot of the, the stuff that's gone on between CCW and GCW has been petty. I mean, and from some of these parties, you really can't expect anything less. Um, at this point, it's corny, though. That, that's just me. Like, I, I, I'll hate DJ with anybody. You know, we could, we have a DJ hating competition. I'm pretty sure I'd, uh, I'd rank pretty high, you know? Um, by no means in defense of DJ Hyde or, or anything that CCW is all about now. But right now it's just, I mean, it, it's such a a shell of its former self, if that, um, if it was a shell of its former self, it would at least resemble it on the surface. So I think that's not even a good enough analogy. Um, it's its just three letters that used to stand for something. And now it's, it's just scraping and clawing and trying to um, find some, some form of land to pull itself out of water, but it's not even trying that hard to, to be quite honest. Um, I haven't, I didn't watch the uh, 20 year anniversary show that I talked a little bit about, um, the, you know, the hall of fame inductions and that type of thing. But, you know, I watched the cage of death. It, you know, it's, it, it's not what it was and it hasn't been for a long, long time. Um, as far as I'm concerned, like I said, with the title, they said it couldn't be done. Um, they said it couldn't be done. Um, it's somewhat of a ridiculous title. Um, one, obviously, it's a take a shot at CCW. Two, um, you know who said it couldn't be done as far as Kasai not coming back to the States? GCW said it couldn't be done. The place where the uh, the rumor, and hey, man, maybe it's got factual basis to it or whatever, but I've heard the rumor that came out of brett lauderdale as far as i know that was that was where um all signs pointed back to brett lauderdale had told many people that kasai was very unhappy with his last trip to the u.s at tournament of death um i mean it's very possible who knows i mean even as far as the close of the show went i criticized it back then i said dude you know this they put this guy over winning tournament of death, which is awesome. Um, one of the best recent tournament of deaths. It, um, you know, when people say that, Oh, there was no good tournament of deaths after 2004 or whatever it's bullshit. I mean, you know, there, there's been a couple of really good ones recently. And um, that was, that was an absolute staple as far as a uh, great tournament. of Deaths. but anyway, um, they put over Kasai and after, Handing him the trophy, DJ immediately goes starts cutting promos about next year Nick Gage is gonna come back to the tournament of death. First off, he was still locked up. Second off, you have your current winner, the greatest death match wrestler of all time, standing in the fucking ring, and you're promoting a show that doesn't happen for a year. So to me, that was completely disrespectful and asinine. Um, it's not like you were hyping next month's show you weren't hyping, you know, uh, a show that was happening two weeks and you really had to get off the ground running because, shit, I don't have much time to promote it from here to there. You were promoting the show that was happening in a fucking year. You know? Um, uh, uh, It's just bizarre. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past DJ to have done um, disrespectful things towards Kasai. But the fact of the matter is, is, a lot of those words were coming from the GCW camp saying it can't be done. It can't be done. We're trying Kasai won't come back. He doesn't want to come back because of DJ, because of DJ, because of DJ. Well, the next thing you know, they make it happen. And, you know, obviously to their credit, I mean, they brought over quite a few Japanese wrestlers. Um, They built a relationship with freedoms and then it paid off where they ended up getting Kasai. I'm taking nothing away from their accomplishment of booking Kasai my my just little bit of a statement as far as the said it couldn't be done um, they were the ones that said it couldn't be done and then they did it so i mean the fans weren't like no fucking way are they ever going to do it and if they were they were just sold on the things you were telling them previously so to me it is what it is um so the venue um let me let me just get into the fucking venue is showboat i have no idea of the actual existence of showboat um i used to go there as a kid, a teenager, um my friend's parents used to go and gamble and they would just let us fucking like roam AC. Now, obviously we couldn't go in the casinos or anything. So we would just cause terror uh, on the boardwalk and in the fucking hallways of the uh the, the casinos and uh you know arcades and whatever else and um yeah, like their go-to place was showboat. So I had seen, you know, a bit of showboat back then. And, uh, a little bit, you know, when I got old enough to gamble and stuff, but that was a little bit further down the boardwalk than what I was used to frequenting. Um, so, I, you know, I'd hit it a little bit, but it it really definitely started to get a little bit more rundown and never updated. So when they closed, I, I got it. I was like, yeah, I, I could see that happening. Um, other shit was building, you know, these, some of these brand new buildings are popping up out there and then disappearing. So, I mean, it's not far fetched to, to know that they were gone. Um, I don't know if they reopened or uh I know GCW they had said something on the mics they you know, like yeah like they re- they uh reopened the shut down casino just for us or whatever I mean I don't know any legitimacy to any of that or um anything about you know what Showboat was doing 2 weeks ago I have no idea What I can say is this is one of the most amazing fucking wrestling venues I've ever seen Now I watched this live on uh my pay-per-view or whatever you want to call that these days, I don't know. Um, but visually, this is one of the most absolutely amazing, amazing venues I've ever seen. Uh, the ceiling was very circus like. It had these big panels of different colors all over the ceiling, a giant chandelier in the middle, uh, you know, carpeted floors, which I went to one, um, where the fuck was that show? I don't think it was showboat. Hmm. Um I went to one Atlantic City show and that was um Jersey All Pro. And I don't remember what casino it is. I for all I fucking know it could have been showboat, but it, it sure as fuck wasn't that room. Um it was just like a seemingly a banquet room with a fucking ring dropped in it. And I thought that was wild as shit too because you know it was you had like non-folding chairs with the cushions on them and you know just fucking wrestling it's it's not what you're used to definitely not what you're used to but this took it to a whole nother level when you looked at that fucking arena on on video i can only imagine what it was like live for people um some of you motherfuckers showed up there high, which I'm sure you did. You fucking GCW cried and looked up at this fucking circus fucking ceiling, the chandelier, y'all yeah, motherfuckers must be tripping out there. Um, again, I mean, this, this is going to be a show where I give a lot of fucking credit to GCW and, and the uh, the owners of GCW for pulling this off because uh, I visually, this, this was just absolutely amazing. I kept looking at it throughout the show, like, holy, holy shit, look at that fucking ceiling. Like, what a fucking backdrop. What a backdrop. Um, and I can only imagine, uh, you know, some of the pictures that are going to come out of this from, um, you know, Drew Trajos and um, fucking Earl Gardner. In my opinion, the two best uh, photographers on on the independent circuit right now. Uh, I just actually... Um, I, I've been a huge fan of Drew Trowell's for quite some time, Burning Hammer photography. Um, but um, Earl Gardner, I just recently, within the past couple of months, started noticing his stuff somewhere. Someone was sharing it or whatever, and then I uh, followed him on Instagram. And he does another one, just does top-notch work. They both have tremendous eyes for um, the artistic you know, spin on what they're shooting, Um so i I very very much love their work, and I'm sure you're gonna see many great shots with that ceiling as a backdrop um so yeah that that's uh that's kind of the layout the uh preamble or what have you going into the show um the show starts out with uh, k t b Calling someone out. I guess he was supposed to. Who the fuck was he supposed to wrestle? He was supposed to wrestle. I don't even remember. Um, I might remember in a minute, but, uh, shit. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but anyway, filling in for said person was uh, Spider Nate Webb, who has been um. He he has been the go-to guy to fill in many many times for Ian especially, and uh, he is he is no stranger to being the fill-in guy for a lot of these these matches that you know someone drops out of it. Um, he he's the guy. He steps up. Um, this wasn't bad. You know, wasn't wasn't the most amazing thing ever. Uh, Kyle the Beast looked like he used to make. Um, uh, he had a shirt on. It looks like he used to make horseshoes back in the day, back before there were cars. Uh, that That's what his gear looked like this time out. I'm sure that's what he was going for. It'll come as no surprise. If he hears this or whatever, but, um, uh, then the other thing that, that jumped out right off the bat was, uh, Joey Janelle's on commentary fucking wasted. Um, And he had been drinking since at least 7 in the morning because I saw the, I think it was the Boulevard Bullies posted a video. It was like 7 a.m. So before I went to work that day, um, I saw them on the boardwalk on a video saying, oh, it's fucking 7 a.m. We're fucking wasted and, uh, you know, this whole thing. And um, so obviously when it comes to 7 o'clock that night, um, yeah, still drunk and um, just, just sloppy and fucking uncalled for. Um, so i mean it, the thing is is and let's just go into this fucking commentary thing real quick g c w has an an outlaw persona, and I think that's great that that's absolutely great GCW used a good amount of the formula of what c c w used for all the years when they were edgy. It's no secret I mean, they took what c c w was doing and they they fucking turned up the volume a little bit on some things. You know, more death matches. Uh, you know, definite. Um, you know, the fuck you attitude, which is great. This is this is what won me as a fan over you know through CZW, and this is this is what kept so many fans so loyal to the brand of CZW because it was such an outlaw promotion. It, it fucking kicked down doors. It, it you know it didn't give a fuck if you liked them if you disliked them. That was the thing about CZW back then is they were very unapologetic. And that, that's something that I feel um, branded CZW for what it was Made them like nothing else Because Zandig would tell you Hey man, if you want that family friendly shit If you want to go out there You you want to watch some wrestlers not curse at you You want to see them take it easy You want to see, you know, something that Nobody's going to bleed or t- take any risks Then you get the fuck out of here Meet me meet meet over at the fucking ticket booth And I'll give your fucking money back And you go to fuck home That That was his opinion That was the way he pitched the company, and his loyal fans were fucking rabid because of it, and are still rabid because of it, are still clamoring for that type of fucking entertainment. They needed somewhere to go for a lot of years, and DJ did that whole thing where it was just like, well, you don't have any options, so I guess this is what you're getting, which works for Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon does that same kind of shit. And I know DJ likes to model himself after that a lot of times, but it doesn't work for DJ Hyde as it works for Vince McMahon. It worked for a while. It really did work for a while because they had no fucking options. You know, all these these fans were just there month in, month out, just hoping for something, hoping for something rough and rugged and fucking uh, uh, hard-hitting fucking deathmatch, you know, um, top-notch high-flying action, this and that. And you, you would get bits and pieces here and there, but that was what you had to deal with. You had to deal with, you know, um, you know, a vehicle that you knew can go fucking two hundred miles an hour, but only kind of push the limits here and there to maybe make a couple passes on the left uh, in the left lane. You know, that that's what it did. But it, it, for the most part, it was on uh, cruise control. And GCW, they came out of the door and they're doing a hundred miles an hour. So you know, having said all that, look, the outlaw image is great. The the thing about the outlaw image is you still need some organized areas to your chaos. Um, my opinion, uh, when I first started going to CCW, one of the things that was like very, um, very apparent was like, well, they're doing this crazy shit out there, but they're fucking ring announcers in a full suit. They're the ring announcer, Dennis shock. He's out there cutting straight up, fucking ring announcing, straight face, like this motherfucker could not have been any more professional with doing what he was doing. So it looked, you know, you step back or, you you know, you were introduced to the company and was like, oh, well, this is clearly a professional wrestling company that is fucking, you know, doing uh, crazy shit on top of being a professional wrestling company. Um On commentary, they had Eric Garjulo and john house um and you had um you know the the straight man, the Eric Garjulo, and you had the uh the color guy, often the heel commentator, John house. It worked. they promoted that company as if it was the only thing that mattered. the way that they talked about the wrestlers in the ring was as if they were talking about The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. There was no maybes about do they know who it was, do they know what's going on. They were right on the ball with some things. Not to say that these two guys never made any mistakes. And, uh, you know, honestly, there was a lot of the early going of CCW when I used to get the DVDs and, and, and shit, and or actually VHS tapes when I started going, and I couldn't stand the guys. They annoyed the shit out of me. And then years later in retrospect, when I was like, oh, it gets a lot fucking worse. And then I started to appreciate, go back and appreciate so much of what those guys were doing. Because they really brought you into that product and made it like this this is all that matters. This is this, these are the guys right here. No one's fucking with combat zone because this this is what it is. What GCW does is they kind of do like a rotating um commentary. They allow wrestlers on the commentary, which is fine. I've, I've heard, uh, many wrestlers do great commentary. Um, but the uninformed, sloppy, drunk bullshit makes it look like trash. Um, I don't have a problem with Louis being the, uh, the ring announcer. So again, like, don't, don't get me wrong by saying Dennis Schott was a ring announcer, full suit, this and that. That's how it should be. I don't have any problem with, with Louie being the ring announcer. Um, you know. I mean, it, it's fine to me. Like that doesn't that doesn't really like uh, jar me or jump off the pages unprofessional or anything like that. I I don't have a problem at all with it. Um, what I will say about the commentary though is it's fucking despicable. They've had MLJ on there slurring and fucking. Uh, I mean, unbelievably fucking drunk. They've had Larry Legend on there unbelievably fucking drunk. Um, Joey Janela now unbelievably fucking drunk. Um, let me see. Yeah. So the next, the next, um, match is Eli Everfly versus Shane Mercer. And look, the card was fucking announced. If you got a guy in the ring and he's cutting a promo and then music hits and the commentator goes, who the fuck is this? playing off, like, who who's this mystery guy coming in? This isn't on the card. This isn't announced. That's playing up a role, and that makes sense. When Eli Everfly is scheduled on the fucking card, advertised on the internet, and, and you have to have some kind of fucking rundown sheet over there at the commentator's table. If you don't, they're, again, they're completely dropping the fucking ball on that. So, fucking mercer's music hits and fucking joey goes who is this and then mercer comes out and you know he becomes visible where you can see him and then and then he goes oh okay yeah shane mercer yeah says something about him oh this guy picks up bleachers this and that the two of them get into the fucking ring and joey goes is this going to begin before all the participants are in oh wait it's a singles match i'm so drunk i don't even know the fucking card well, the shit is just not cute. See, this is the problem I got with fucking the sad boy. He just fucking he thinks that that, that train wreck shit is adorable, and it's not. It's fucking gross. I also thought of Doey Janella during um during this uh <laughs> during this show. I thought that was fun, but um yeah, it's it's just fucking crazy. It comes off completely unprofessional and shitty. It's not part of the outlaw image. It doesn't look like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. It looks like you don't give a fuck about your commentating at all. Um, but it's it's not a good look. It's not like a, yeah, we're badass. Our commentators don't even know who the fuck is wrestling. Yeah, fucking badass. Like, that's, that's just trash. Complete fucking trash. So, um, oh, and then a minute later, he goes... Somebody just blew marijuana smoke at me. Somebody is smoking marijuana and just blew marijuana smoke at me. So for for a company that that goes out of their way to we're not cop callers. We're not cop callers. We're shot callers. We're shot uh, on a live fucking feed. You're announcing to the fucking world that someone's smoking weed by you. Like if that's not if <laughs> if that's not the equivalent of a fucking cop caller, I don't know what it is. I mean Sure, I don't think the Atlantic City Police Department has like a live feed going of the g c w show in their building, but yelling on Mike that like yeah, someone's smoking weed over here that that's definitely not somebody who's uh <laughs> welcomed uh you know in some circles if you're doing some shit and there's one guy pointing it out <laughs> that that's not the guy you want around you, so I just thought that was fucking hilarious, and um again, I guess. You know, when you're drunk, that doesn't matter to you, but, um, so yeah, um, just to reiterate something that everybody already knows, uh, Shane Mercer is an absolute fucking beast. Uh, some of the shit that he does in the gym, like I I see his shit, he's, he's fucking like squatting 600 pounds and fucking just, just insane fucking shit. Um, this guy needs to be booked every fucking month. Um, he's another one of these guys that you know CCW missed a boat on. Motherfucking monsters are not easy to come by in in the independent wrestling scene. You you get a handful of them that could really fucking do some shit, and you know when you, when you don't have those, it, you know you have DJ Hyde trying to lariat people in the ring and pretend he's he's the guy. It's just it's not that. Um, but again, uh, you know this this match. You know, you, you saw some more angles and everything, and just you, you just had to keep being in awe of this venue. Just amazing. Eli Everfly is a talented dude. This was obviously like a clear mismatch, and I liked the way the match was worked. I thought it was it was good. They didn't have Mercer really just like falling all over the place for everything. Um, Mercer fucking hits the finish where he's on the second rope and he's like gorilla press and doing like like a fucking set. Like, he's, he did, like, fucking three, four reps of fucking military press on the fucking standing on the second rope with Eli Everfly. Catches him into, like, a fall away slam position and does, like, the Spanish fly backflip to fucking finish. Like, this is just fucking insane. That type of athleticism, that's that shit. You know what I mean? um Quick fucking dream match. I don't know if it's happened or anything yet. Not that I know of, but, again, I'm not, you know, the... Uh, the authority on uh, indie wrestling happening since I, I watched so little of it, but um, Chris Dickinson and fucking Shane Mercer, I want to see um, that could be really fucking good. Um, so next up, speaking of Chris Dickinson, um, Chris Dickinson versus Tony Deppen. This was a hard hitting fucking match. I absolutely love this match. Uh Dickinson's another one of those guys that's my absolute one of my absolute favorites on the indies. He cuts the fucking promos. He fucking he doesn't pull no shit in the ring. You know, he, he hits fucking hard. And um you know, again, the believability goes a long fucking way with me. And there's there's no question about Chris Dickinson being an absolute fucking beast out there. And um You know, this was fucking hard-hitting shit. You had fucking Tony Deppin doing some slick shit, some clever shit to kind of even the playing field on certain things, fucking throwing some hard fucking strikes in there to Dickinson. And uh, this was good. And they seemingly answered another fucking uh, prayer and and, and seemingly set up an angle. They had, uh, you know, the, the end of the match thing. Everybody kisses everybody's ass, this and that. Chris Dickinson tells him, shake my hand, you know, you, you earned this, da-da-da, whatever. And uh, fucking Tony Deppin says, like, fuck you, gets the fuck out of there, heads to the back. Dickinson, like, makes chase, like, jogs to the back like he's going to get him. So as far as I'm concerned, they laid the groundwork for this to be an ongoing thing, which is fucking great. This is all it takes. This is all it takes. You guys are booking the best shit on the fucking East Coast, hands down. The, the, the easiest... Um, far as and not like cheap pop type shit. That's not what I'm saying. I mean like the easiest fucking. You look at the card and you go, whoa, that they book that shit. That's fucking crazy. And then you watch the fucking cards and you see some of the highest fucking impact matches, some of the the most um, you know, limits. They they push the limits so much on these fucking matches that you're like, wow, that's that's fucking got to be seen. So again, just just a little bit of a storyline, okay, a couple. Couple angles Like Get three fucking angles Going on your cards At all times You know It it couldn't hurt It really couldn't Um So now I'm excited Because You got Dickinson Versus uh, Deppen, Hard hitting Fucking kick ass match And now you got The possibility of This isn't over Good Great fucking job Um Next up You got Jimmy Lloyd Uh Eric Ryan And Marcus Crane In a three way um, they switched up and Danny Havoc and Emil J are on commentary. So they kind of did like a rotating set here. Um, and you don't hear me say this often, but I, I would have rathered Emil Jay on commentary than, um, than Dewey because, uh, Dewey was just so drunk, it was fucking silly, you know, and, uh, Emil seemingly wasn't either. He was not drunk. He was able to handle his alcohol to a level that made Joey look fucking way worse. I, I'm i not sure which it is because I don't know if uh, MLJ is the type of motherfucker to lay off. The, I had actually heard that he was like sloppy drunk at the fucking, uh, the 20 year anniversary deal. Um, so I don't know. But anyway, uh, the, the two of these guys were doing good on commentary. Um, see this, this match was crazy. There was tons of spots and all that, but this is, this is the one that gets lost. To me, this is the one that gets lost. Um, Eric Ryan looked like he got cut pretty bad at the end of the match. Uh, he went running to the back, holding his arm. So uh, he took like some kind of some kind of shit into the corner, into him. Like he was laying up in the corner behind the glass, and they had, I think, like a Canadian destroyer or some kind of shit into him, and uh, or sunset flip, So some kind of shit. And uh the way it hit his arm there, you could see him grab his arm kinda roll out and he had it to the back pretty quick. So uh actually yeah, what the fuck? I saw a picture of it that they someone put online that night and it was pretty, pretty deep. Pretty big gash. It was like a slice. Um So the next next up but but like I said, this is the match that gets fucking lost. And another one of my criticisms of G C W sometimes they do too much. If you put too many death matches on there and all your death matches kill it, a couple are just going to lose. You know, A couple are just going to get fucking forgotten. So that big fucking carving on uh, Eric Ryan's arm is something that he gets to take home as a souvenir from a show that you and Kasai headlined. But as far as people really remembering that match as a standout match, it's unlikely. It's very unlikely. Um, and, and not because any of those guys came up short at all it's just because it's just too much, you know? I mean, you put on five main events. I mean, it, you know, and, and I mean, it's, it's clearly not a terrible criticism to say that you guys do too much good, but in the same token, like some of the, some of the death match shit should be dialed back a little bit just so the other shit can get, you know, it's shine and not bury something else. Cause that's, that's major shit that they're fucking doing out there. Um, so next up is The Sixth Way. Uh, I don't remember all the people who were in this. I didn't write it down. I just uh, typed my couple notes. Uh, first things first. Uh, Teddy Hart is a cocksucker. I hope this motherfucker gets hit by a bus. Um, like, tonight. Like, I really hope that, like, immediately after the show, I hear, like, holy shit, dude, you won't believe it, but Teddy got hit by a fucking bus. He's He's dead. Like, he's definitely dead. The bus went to back up, and oddly enough, his body had already passed under the front tires, so they backed up right the fuck over him. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy, but, um, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's, he's really dead, super dead. Um, they tried to bring him back. He came to life for, like, a second, and then another bus hit him. And I'd be like, wow, that's fucking crazy. That's exactly what I was hoping for. And, uh, you know, luckily enough, I'll have this alibi that I'm on the show right now, so I wasn't, like, driving a bus or anything. Um, but, yeah. Um, Teddy Hart, you know, I, I went over this the last time with the fucking cat, and um, he's a piece of shit. Anyone who, who, who supports this guy doing the cat stuff can go fuck themselves. I, I would love to lose, like, a hundred fucking friends off my Facebook that support this shit. I would love that. I would love for everybody to come out of the fucking woodwork and go, dude, it's not that bad, and just fucking delete yourself right after you type that shit. If you don't, I will. I don't have a problem with it. I really have, like, not really strong ties to motherfuckers on Facebook, Um, and that's, like, a a big overstatement. Um, I work with cats, for anybody who doesn't know, fucking six days a week for the past almost 18 years, Um, so I don't need to be educated on on how a cat is stressed and what's good for a cat and what Teddy knows. Um, Last time... I, I got into this years ago. I, I was um well somebody tried to end, educate me. Uh this this person was the necro butcher and um it, that they're trained performers, the cats and all that and, and again, um I I do not need education from the necro butcher on uh what's right for a cat. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and let you know. Okay. Um, cats don't belong in these type of situations in these type of venues these loud um, situations even if there's not a spot in the match where you're involving the cat the, a cat's comfort zone isn't a loud crazy fucking environment it's not that that's not a good place for for a cat um, animals' ears are far more sensitive dog's ears cat's ears are far more sensitive so the sound of a roaring crowd is deafening you know, to a cat, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be painful, you know, I mean, obviously, I can't feel the pain of a cat, if, you know, they're going through something, but, um, it's gotta be brutal, I mean, walking through those curtains, with the fucking music blaring on both sides, all of that shit, like, that, these are all not comfortable things for cats, at all, um, but, yeah, you know, and, and the thing is, is, He's doing this for a fucking gimmick. He's, he's using the cat as a prop for a gimmick for the fucking wrestling. And for some asshole that doesn't have any fucking talent or a leg to fucking stand on, I wouldn't understand it any better. I, w- I surely wouldn't support it or give it any sort of pass. But to me, it would make sense that somebody's grasping at straws when they don't have any fucking physical ability. We're talking about Teddy Hart, who's one of the most physically gifted fucking athletes in professional wrestling. This fucking guy does 20-foot-high moonsaults. Beautiful fucking picturesque moonsaults. But feels the need to, to use the cat as a gimmick and stress this fucking cat out and drag him out there and have people chanting for the cat and all of that shit mouth-breathing assholes chanting for the fucking cat. I just, like like I said, I, I can't wish death on him enough. Like, I really, really hope something terrible happens to him. He breeds cats. That's the other thing. Millions upon millions of cats die in shelters, including Persian cats. And he's he's out there fucking breeding cats. He said on fucking shoot interviews that he's made more money off of breeding cats than he has in the wrestling business. Again, a slow death would be fantastic. I would love to read that on the internet, that, that something tragic happened to Teddy Hart. Far, far away from me, because I don't want any, um, I don't want to be blamed for anything, because I have no intention on doing any harm to Teddy Hart, or anybody else who does harm to cats, because I have um, very positive things to do for cats with my life that that's a big part of my life is doing very very positive life-saving, life-changing events for for cats and and continuing to dedicate my life to that. That that's what's important to me. So so I I'm not I'm not Batman. I'm not going to run around and, you know, try to uh stop evil doers who are doing the wrong thing. But I will speak very very openly on on what a piece of absolute shit he is. Um Yeah, I I just I can't fucking stand him. I, I can't even fucking stomach it when I I see that type of shit. And then they tried to do a spot where he put the fucking cat on uh, Orange Cassidy's shoulders, and the cat in terror jumped off his shoulders and ran out of the fucking ring. And uh, John Gray, the ref, uh, said he caught him, or the cat more or less ran into his arms in fear. Yeah, th- th- this is this is the type of shit that doesn't belong. Absolutely doesn't belong. It's not necessary. Fucking promoters need to be fucking stand up people. And when they book this fucking guy, be like, look, your cat's not welcome in the building. Just not. Just not. We're booking your athletic talents. We're booking Teddy Hart. You wanna you wanna bring a cat in to fucking stress it out? Do that shit on your time. That that's not that's not happening in our building. We're pretty sure you can get it over without the cat, Teddy. I don't know. I don't know who told you that you were just barely getting over and the cat was what tipped the scales, but um you're fucking stupid. You know, so let's uh let's just try it without the cat and see how it goes. You know, you only did it for how many fucking years? No one was going like, "Oh, you know what's really missing right now? It's fucking uh a stressed out cat." That would be that would be fucking great if someone someone could just stress an animal while he was salting. I'd like him so much more. And it's just such a fucking shame because I was a huge fan of Teddy Hart. Um, so many people fucking hated on him, and I was like, dude, he's he's fucking money. Like this dude's controversial. He's he's tremendously talented athletically. He comes in, he fucking starts some shit up. He's a loose cannon. Like uh, all the things he was doing, still made sense to me. Complete sense to me. This is the one thing that there's there's not a fucking possible way that I could make sense of it. That that's not what this this uh, wrestling isn't about. That shit. It, it sure doesn't need to be. Um, let me see. So yeah, that's that. Um, Orange Cassidy at some point during this match pulled a fucking spot, and I don't know if he does this every show. Again, I, I'm very uneducated on uh consistent indie happenings. But orange cassidy um pulled a spot in this match where he uh he put his hands in his pockets and refused to take his hands out of his pockets um, you gotta see this shit to believe it, like doing fucking like roll throughs and fucking like crazy, crazy fucking exchange. Where he fucking ends up coming out at the end, fucking kips up fucking still hands in the pocket, looking cool as fuck like that shit was wild that that was really fucking cool shit um I like that a lot um that that's the type of shit you need to do in wrestling and and again, all the other shit that that Teddy does in wrestling perfectly fine you know that but all of the things they did athletically in that match would have been just fine, just fine. This Sanavi or uh, Sanavi water, sparkling water, is fucking awesome. Uh, This one that I'm drinking now is uh, blueberry. They also have a coconut strawberry. Uh, Those are two different flavors, not coconut strawberry. Um, Coconut and a strawberry and some other shit, but those are the ones I've tried, and uh, they're very fucking good. Um, So, yeah, um, what's up next? Uh, G-Raver. Matt Tremont, um, crazy fucking deep skewer spot where he took him in the fucking arm. Uh, fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. Dueling fucking, uh, tattoo needles in the head where they fucking headbutt each other. I mean, just, just fucking bananas this match. Crazy. Um... Yeah, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, there's only so many details I'm going to be able to really pull out of all this stuff. I didn't take too, too details and notes. I didn't go back and watch the show a second time. I just, like, went off what I watched live. And and I can tell you that I I enjoyed it immensely. Um, Next up was uh, Gage and Schlack. And, again, man, you just had this G. Raver versus fucking Matt Tremont. Two of the best deathmatch wrestlers going right now. Matt Tremont has solidified himself as an absolute legend in deathmatch wrestling, and G Raver is is one of those guys that has that ability to do lucha shit and fast moving, quick paced wrestling amongst deathmatch wrestling. Very innovative, you know. So you see those two guys, and you're like, man, that fucking that's a killer fucking match right there. As far as death matches go, man, like, who are you, what are you going to do better than that? That, that was such well performed shit right there. Oh, okay. Well, we have Nick fucking Gage versus Slack. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. I guess this is how we outdo it. And, and again, just absolutely fucking crazy match. Um, I really, really wanted Slack to win the title. I think, um, this, the title's gotten a little bit stale on Gage. Um, you know, it's it's just not unpredictable anymore. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, Gage is uh, obviously going to be the huge face of CW CZ, uh, GCW, for years to come. I mean, so long as he stays alive, because um, the dude is. I mean, that fucking that jail body is so far gone. Like, I don't know if he sold that shit for rent money or what, but like, his shit is looking fucking terrible in comparison to what he, he came out looking like and and it's a fucking shame it's crazy um i would love to see gauging back in uh in better shape he's weight thin you can really see it in his back um like yeah when he turns you can see it heavy in his fucking back um He's got that weird, like fucking torso-looking shit up front, and then his arms are just not not good-looking. They're they're not in good shape at all. But um, I mean, you know, Gage is Gage. I mean, Gage is a guy who you know has been doing this shit since fucking '99. Um, absolutely killing it in death matches all over the fucking world. Um, ruling CCW as I have referred to him many times. He was the Stone Cold Steve Austin of CCW. Um just not giving a fuck, um, you know, uh, the, the type of dude, like, that, that persona, that can't be fucked with, outlaw, fucking killer, you know, you knew when his fucking music hit, shit was going down, and, uh, I mean, it still remains that way, but it's not as, uh, he's not as, as fearsome, in the wrestling ring, as he once was, he can go, he can compete, um, He's he's definitely got a lot softer, even as far as his promo goes. Um he used to be that guy that there was there was not a chance he were getting fucking respect out of him on the mic ever. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what kind of match you had with him and shit. He'd still tell you to go fuck yourself and you know call you a pussy after you just fucking wrestled with him for fifty minutes. Like that was always Nick Gage. That was always just uh crazy over the top gauge. Um so yeah, um I like I said, I I definitely wanted Schlack to win the title on this one, but hopefully this isn't over. We get another one out of this. Um you know, and and let's just see where we go forward from this. Um just insane match. Absolutely unbelievable match. If this was the main event, obviously not with June Kasai announced, but if there was no June Kasai announced and it was Nick Gage Schlack, this would have been the fucking I mean, everybody would have went home happy. No one would have went like, damn, I wish there was one more death match like that. I mean, this this right here is the shit um, again, like and, and, you know, just just to fucking uh, pinpoint even further, like what I'm saying, I, I, I saw the schlack promo the schlack promo he did was fucking amazing. I, I saw Gage posting on Twitter. I want to fucking hurt this guy and this and that, but I, I never saw a gauge promo. Like, Gage used to cut promos every fucking show for a while on on CZW. It was like, you looked fucking forward to it because the type of wild shit he was going to say and fucking the threats and fucking, he was just going to go wild. And now it's like few and far between whether people fucking cut promos. You know? And especially if one guy cuts a fucking bomb-ass promo and then you just don't even, don't even cut one. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I I I'm a big fan of the promo, you know? So uh you know when when it's done well it definitely grabs my attention like Schlack when a company um neglects to do them on a regular basis or puts out complete trash ones, a la C Z W Blackwater. Um, you know, that stands out, but in a negative way. Um so yeah. Um Oh, the one thing I hated about this match is this they had a whole build about the uh the shank and the prison death match and all this shit at the end. Gage hits fucking schlack with the fucking shank and and you could tell like how fucking worked it was they're trying to play off like he stabbed them in the fucking abdomen five times like I would hope none of the fans are that stupid. I know that's not the case, and I know that the majority of them are that stupid. However, I'm not that stupid, and you can see you could see that. It, I mean, not that you want him to fucking plunge a fucking shank into his fucking abdomen five times, but that's why to me again, don't even do it. Don't bring it to the table. Don't fucking bring it up. Anything like that. Have them like go for it. Have him knock it out of his hands. Let it go flying. Some some kind of shit. Don't. Don't let it end with this guy fake stabbing a guy after you guys legitimately brutalized each other for all that fucking time. Like, nothing else in that fucking match was pulled. Nothing else in that match had any kind of, uh you know, worked fake kind of aspect to it. This was, this was brutality from fucking bell to bell. So when you do a little uh, fucking shank move and it's like... Why, why did that have to be part of this match But that was my only criticism On that match Okay uh, Now you got the main event June Kasai Versus Alex Cologne. You know what I thought about this a little bit more I thought about it cause you know Several times over the past couple weeks Since they announced uh, Alex Cologne versus June Kasai I, I thought and I was asked, you know, why, why do you think, why do you think they picked him? Why do you think they didn't pick Marcus? Why do you, why do you think they picked Cologne? And I thought it was the right decision based on, uh, ability, skill set, what he was going to bring to the table. But I thought about it. And you look at the guys that, that, GCW has brought in. Takeda, uh, I think the other guy's name is Kodaka, I, I, I'm definitely, again, not a a pro-wrestling thesaurus of any sort. Um, I want to say there's somebody else or whatever. But they brought in several guys from Freedoms. During their pursuit of Jun Kasai, they gave a few to Alex Colon. They also gave a few to Marcus Crane. Alex Colon's matches were very, very good. Marcus Crane's not so much. Um... While they did some crazy shit, uh, if you go back to reviews that we did about uh, the Takeda and um, Crane and we did uh, reviews on the other Crane versus I, I forget which other Japanese guy that was, but they were not not great. And And Marcus is also, he's another guy who takes a little bit too much pride about things not going well. Like, he's, yeah, oh, yeah, it's a train wreck. Yeah, I botched this or whatever. Um, if if this is somewhat of an audition, a report back to Kasai on who's the guy, then I, I would think the grades coming back from the Alex Cologne matches would be much higher. Um, Marcus Crane is one of the absolute sickest fucking deathmatch wrestlers in the world. Um, is he the most technically sound or... Crisp with his execution of things. No, I don't think he'd tell you that he was either. This isn't a knock against him, but it's it's a you know to me a realization of exactly why Cologne got the nod, because his matches with these guys were pretty flawless. His matches stood out, jumped off the card, and also didn't really have much botching disaster kind of spot stuff in there. So I think that's a hundred percent why Cologne got it and Cologne earned it. He earned it a hundred percent. Um, he's, he's really pushed himself. He's done insane shit in the, in the ring. I mean, you know, the type of things he's done and, and the type of, uh, bleeding he's done in some of these matches were like, Holy shit, dude, this guy's going to die out there. And, uh, uh, John Gray even, uh, when he was on the show, he said something about, you know, the, the one of the matches that Cologne had, and he tells him, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> like, this is the, I mean, he had that fucking thought process, you know, with some of the bleeding he was doing out there in one of those matches. So, you know, um, I mean, he, he's really taking his risks to the next level. Um, uh, wrestling ability wise, he can fucking wrestle very well. Um, former best of the best winner. Um, so. I think he brings a lot to the table, so when it comes to a fresh face to get Jun kasai in the ring, I think this was the right call, and he a hundred percent proved that it was the right call. This was an unbelievable match, start to finish, fucking incredible. I mean too many spots to even name um when it came down to the finish, they did that real fucking hard build up where you felt like how many of these fucking death moves can Cologne hit? No way is he going to beat Kasai, right? He's, he kicked out of Kasai's shit. He, 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 you know, he's just kept kicking out of Kasai's shit, hitting Kasai with shit, and you're like, no fucking way, is Cologne going to go over it in this match? And he didn't, but, man, they brought it to the fucking limits. Uh, this is an absolute must-see. This is, um again, I, I don't think I could say any more nice things about this show from everything I explained. if if you want to see one of the absolute best shows in years, I would get this one. Um, the reason being as well, um, this is better to me, this is better than your average death match tournament because you had very good wrestling on it as well. So it wasn't you know as small as like a non-tournament match. You had some hard-hitting, fucking brutal fucking matches like the Dickinson and and Deppin. Um, The way that that Eli Everfly match and Shane Mercer was worked was very, very good. There was a lot of great fucking action, minus the fucking cat spot in that that six-way fucking match. You know? Um, I mean, there's definitely a lot to be said for what they put out there. And, um, I mean, they, they could have very well, um, stole a different CCW tagline or, or uh, show name and it just went with crushing the competition. Cause I I'd say a hundred percent. That's what they've done is they've gone out there. They've fucking killed it at every turn. Uh, they just announced the uh, Japan for August. They're bringing all the guys over to Japan. I didn't really like the finish. Um, the finish of the match was fantastic. The finish of the show where they hit everybody's entrance theme and Kasai just kind of sat there awkwardly in the corner like, all right, the match is over. Like, these guys, one by one, are coming out to fucking full entrance themes and shit. Nah, I mean, not full, full entrance themes, but enough where it was like, okay, where are we going with this? And, uh, you know, Kasai's reading, like, I mean, he he had, like, a sentence on there. It was like, you want to come to Japan? (laughs) Fuck you or some shit he had to keep looking at the paper. So some people, like, I've had some people ask me, like, why don't you try to get Kasai on the show first off? Again, he's he's deathmatch royalty. He's the greatest deathmatch wrestler of all time. By no means in the world do I believe that that guy would do my fucking stupid podcast. Number two. um, They've said, oh, no, I've heard him speak on the mic. He he speaks pretty good English. Uh, This guy had to read the sentence, like, you want to come to Japan? Off of a strip of paper. It was like a fortune cookie wrapper or some shit. Um and um I, I I'm gonna go ahead and say his English is not that good. Um good enough. I mean he, he does the fucking job. I don't think that's what I'm looking at Kasai for. Like I wish you know, I hope he reads a fucking novel on the on something. I that that's not what I look at Kasai for. So um you know I speak zero Japanese, so that's that's pretty much um, pretty much on the same level there. Only uh, he's a uh, the greatest deathmatch wrestler of all time, and I take care of Kat. So very different, and also the same in in the aspect that I I speak no Japanese, but he speaks some English. So that, that's a whole other thing. Um. So yeah. Um. They they did it. Just kind of looked awkward, but either way, I mean, guys, you, you're fucking going to Japan. Um. So, overall, GCW has done tremendous things. Another one of those things you probably never expected me to hear, me me to say, but congratulations to Danny Demano and Brett Lauderdale for doing what they've done with GCW. Um. As far as they said it couldn't be done, uh, perhaps they said GCW couldn't get to the point where they were, where they are now. Selling out buildings upon buildings, uh, going to different cities and selling them out, not just on a home base. They're going to California and they're packing that shit. They're packing Chicago. They've packed in this state and that state. And now they're going to Japan. They're taking their roster to Japan. This isn't Danny D'Amano flying himself over there like DJ Hyde or, or attaching himself to Matt Tremont's matches like DJ Hyde. This is that that roster who's busted their ass and worked so fucking hard and bled fucking buckets over here getting to go over there and live their fucking dream. And I give them 100% fucking credit for that. Because that, that's no easy task to get to the point where they've gotten now. And, um, yeah, I, I just, what well, more can you say? Some of the venues they've fucking worked in, motherfucker said that shit couldn't be done for sure. Uh, Starland Ballroom, oh man, they, they're not even getting to the open bell before that motherfucker is closed. They're not, they're not, they don't stand a fucking chance. I, you know, I'd, um, my buddy Paul fucking hit me up like, dude, they're in AC. They're not gonna be able to use glass or anything. I said, dude, <laughs> don't get it fucked up. Don't don't think for one second they're fi- they're finally booking the crazy monkey June Kasai, and you're not gonna get the craziest shit you've ever seen. I said, bro, they will be banned from Atlantic City, New Jersey, long before they take it light on this show. GCW is crazy. And they do what the fuck they want to do and uh, fucking ask questions later, I guess. But um, they fucking, they went out there and they fucking killed it. With one of the, like I said, one of the absolute coolest venues I've ever seen. I really, really hope that they can get that venue again and do some more shit. Whether they host the death match tournament in there or, or just fucking once a year run a show in there. I mean, any, anything Um, beautiful fucking venue. Excellent execution. Get some motherfuckers on the commentary that takes your shit seriously because it's, this is your own guy. And, you know, I mean, Joey's a performer. He goes out there and he fucking kills shit. He fucking takes risks. He he works that, that GCW style that, you know, that's put GCW on the map, that, that fucking, you know, no cares in the world, risk-taking shit. So... Joey fits 100% in the GCW uh brand, of course. I mean, he's been there since day one. But on commentary, he's making you look like shit. So, um but that's he's not the only one, you know. He was one of several people over the over the history of GCW that's just made the commentary look completely fucking amateur. You know. So, in the ring, you have some of the best fucking wrestling some of the best death match wrestling in the fucking world going on and on commentary you guys act like you're fucking backyard wrestlers you know that that's the type of bullshit that goes on on trash fucking shindy companies are doing commentary like that maybe not fully drunk but they sound just as uneducated and unqualified to be there which is crazy for people who are so invested in the product, but you know, to each their own. Some people have standards, some people don't. Um, so again, go out and get this fucking show. Um, I noticed CZW uh, they announced a few things. They got a trifecta elimination coming up because I, you know, when they pull shit from the past that people want to see, clearly trifecta elimination is is the fucking go to show. Like you guys are so fucking dumb, it's unbelievable. Um, so now you're going to have like uh, some form of, a, I guess, mini tournament in order to put somebody in best of the best while the other guys are just let in. It was always a dumb idea. So we're just, of course, we'll rehash the stupidest thing we could think of. Um, so they're doing that. Uh, I noticed they got uh, Jordan Grace versus uh, Layla Hirsch. So basically they've had no, no fucking women's wrestling in CZW. And now this uh this girl who look, man, she she seems fucking talented, especially young in the business and all of that stuff. But like go from no woman's wrestling in CCW to fucking DJ Hyde's protege, or at least how he's he's uh pitching her, which poor girl, um is suddenly just getting fed every single woman in the business that he can he can book. Mercedes Martinez, LaFisto, now Jordan Grace. So it's it's ridiculous. There's no women's division. He's just like dream booking this girl on CCW cards. I'd venture to say no one gives a fuck. Good for her. I mean, you know, she's getting tremendous experience and big names every month, but for what? I, I no idea. Um. What else is going on? I have no idea. But uh, then I think best of the best is actually going to be the week after the WrestleMania weekend. So they're seemingly bowing out of WrestleMania weekend as far as running their own show, which, again, if this doesn't staple, uh, if this doesn't drive home the point that CSW is no longer competitive amongst those Who are at the top of their fucking game. I don't know what does. When companies are coming from all over the world. All over the country. Everywhere. To perform in this area. And this is your home base. For you to not be able to book a building. And pack a fucking house. Is fucking disgraceful. Absolutely fucking disgraceful. Now I mean. You're I guess banking on. CZW. Catching the the afterglow of WrestleMania weekend, hoping that the fans haven't drained their fucking bank accounts or their parents' bank accounts or whoever the fuck's their money they're spending enough to not be able to afford a wrestling show the following weekend. So that's that's the gamble you're making. Uh, I guess we'll see how that works out. So far, I think they've announced like Anthony Green. And I, I don't know. I, I want to say I've, I've seen like another person or so announced, but yeah. Um, yeah. That, that That's not, that's not a good look. Um, and then, uh, oh, they're doing what they're doing on WrestleMania weekend too. I noticed is they're doing like a like a count like it's not their show it's WrestlePro's pro show but they're doing like a crossover wrestle pro versus CZW so maybe that'll allow them to book dan moff again outside of that i cannot see what could be gained from combining with WrestlePro pro i i don't think there is an upside to that i really don't it's it's a cop out of running your own show it's doing something that, uh, I guess, just uh, crosses it off the list. Like, all right, yeah, 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 we're involved. That's, that's fine. And, of course, DJ's right on the poster like anyone gives a fuck. I don't I don't know why he, he doesn't understand that. Like, if he never appeared on a poster, the attendance would be the absolute same, if not better, every fucking time. Because at the very most, his picture on a poster might drive people away. It'll never bring more people in. So yeah, that's that. Uh, I just wanted to hop on here, review this show real quick, um, tell you how to go go get the motherfucker, man. Um, so yeah, that that's about all I got. Um, check out the Hot Tag Podcast with Shaheen and Box Man. Um, Shaheen's over there killing a nuclear heat graphics. He's talking about going to Japan with this shit too, man. He's gonna fucking kill it over there too. Um, I, I'm I'm sure he. he did some, some record setting numbers, personal record setting numbers, um, over there at the, uh, they said it couldn't be done show. So, you know, and and to see that him, you know, do the art for Kasai and have Kasai holding it up. I mean, that that's gotta be just an awesome feeling. I'm very fucking happy for him. Um, that, that's just cool shit. You know what I mean? For some people, Including myself, many a times, meeting Jun Kasai was one of the highlights of my wrestling fandom. To actually do art of Jun Kasai and have him holding it up, and he did art that wound up on shirts that made made Kasai a whole bunch of fucking money too. In addition to whatever he was getting paid, so I mean, again, big up to Shaheen and what he's doing over there. I really hope he finishes this fucking Muppet piece. I I'm starting to think he's just fucking. He, he's never going to do it, but he knows I'm going to keep talking about it on the show. So this is his way of getting like, extended plugs every week. <laughs> but no, shout out to that dude. Um, he's over there crushing it. I think he got some, some t-shirt press or something. So he's about to start pumping fucking shirts out. It's curtains for y'all motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Uh, check out my boy Jeremy on I Got You Five Stars. I'm sure you're going to hear a review on his show too. Check out all these fucking shows. You're going to get a review of this GCW show on... The Hot Tag Podcast on I got you five stars, all of them. Yeah, I mean the Death Match Russell Podcast, of course. You're gonna have to listen to the Death Match Russell Podcast. You don't have choice. It's gonna be subliminally fed into your fucking brain, whether you like it or not. So that's all I gotta say. And I'll talk to you motherfuckers tomorrow night, when my guest will be none other then shellac Here's talk to y'all later have a nice night stay dry it's raining again tired as rain makes my grass green I won't complain about that that's all I gotta say I'm of here I love all of y'all and uh You're all a bunch of fucking assholes You've been in the gym, bro You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you You don't have the guts to be what you want to be You need people like me I'll listen to to your podcast and I'll find everything out You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers And say, that's the bad guy Well, what I that make you good? Like, Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Right. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a fool. Even when I lie. the choose a radio. Jesus, So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm going to tell you something straight off the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no fools